Hey everyone, welcome back to One Thing Common Podcast. It's your host, Megan Hank, and today we have the one, the only, no stranger to the podcast, my dad, David Hank. Good afternoon. Um, it's a it's an honor, it's a pleasure to be on with Megs. Um we've dealt with uh some opportunities this year, uh myself and a lot of others. And hopefully through these conversations, uh, we'll be able to enlighten some opportunities uh, that may be beneficial to others as we try to make this the best year that it can be. That's right, Dad. That was very profound. Thank you. I love my wife. <laughs> my mom, we're, we're on the couch recording this. My mom's just walking by. We love love. Isn't that right, Dad? Absolutely. We adore love. Yes. Shout out to my mom. We love you, Mom. <laughs> She's just staring at us. <laughs> mom, do you love us back? Aw, you're so sweet. <laughs> okay, let's get back to the podcast, people. All right. So, Dad, last year was a pretty tough year for you and those around you I guess because there was a lot of things that happened to you when it came to like your health car accident other things that it was almost like trial after trial after trial and for those of you that follow me follow me on social media saw that and thank you guys for praying for my dad and asking you know just how to be like a helping hand in that time because it was really hard to see you go through all that but even going through all those things I did see you like persevere I did see you really try to like make the best out of the situations that were thrown at you. And I f feel like everything that did happen to you was completely out of your control. Like it wasn't like a consequence of your action. It was like, no, like it's like when things happening, you happen to you that you didn't plan that just kind of like life threw at you. I saw that you took it like a champ. And so like, can you talk a little bit about that to anyone who's listening right now on how to persevere and how to endure like through hard moments that life just throws at you. Well, one of the things that I really focused on was the items that I could control and what the doctors asked me to do. I did. There was no gray error. It was black and white. Um, and then around family, I didn't, and friends, uh, I didn't talk about certain negative aspects of what I had been going through, but rather I still wanted to have that heart of building others up and that gratitude that is so keen in my heart and my soul brings me forward. The last thing I want to do is, is say I'm in pain on this or I'm pain in that. Now my doctor, I will tell them what they need to hear and tell them the truth, but around family and friends, I'm, I'm not going to be a pessimist around them. There's, there's no value to it. I don't want anybody to feel sorry or, or what I'm going through, because what I'm going through is just going to make me stronger. It's going to give me a better perspective, maybe an opportunity to be able to help others as we're speaking tonight. 
to maybe get through some things, to have maybe a little different mindset. And we're going to talk a little bit about discerning and a, a lot about determination and discipline. And I can be very, very disciplined to get the results to help make me a healthier man so that I can be a better father, a better husband, a better grandfather, and a better friend to all of you. Yeah, that's so true. And I feel like for me, seeing like everything that you went through, it was it could have been so easy for you to be pessimistic and to have complained about everything because I think it was valid. All, all of the things that happened to you like weren't your weren't your fault. Uh, you got pancreatitis like in the summer and you had to have emergency surgery for that. And then literally a week later, you get into a car accident. None of your fault. Um, somebody ran into your car when they were in the wrong. And then a few months later, you had eye surgery because you're losing vision in one of your eyes, which is crazy. And the doctor had said, if you don't get surgery within the next like, what was it like a few days, you were going to permanently lose your vision. Yeah, could very well have. So what happened? It was it was a thing from um, gallstones to gallbladder to pancreatitis to fatty liver, inflammation of the upper intestinal area, and um, basically, uh, I lost a lot of strength uh, when they did the operation on the detached retina. Um, I developed, which a lot of people do. Um, vertigo and I had it to an extreme measure where if I looked up, I'd fall over. And it's because the left eye would see very clear and the right eye saw objects in a totally different place. And that would throw the brain off kilter. And so basically for two and a half months, I couldn't drive legally. I could have in the state of Florida, but I would not subject me not having good, clear vision and, 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 and possibly injure somebody or hurt somebody because that right eye, uh, wasn't, um, wasn't good. So I've wanted to put other people, other people first, and there's no way I was, I was going to consider driving until I felt I had good, clear, uh, control of the vehicle. And, um, I got weak and September 1st, I could not do one clean military style pushup. And, uh, you know, eight years earlier, you know, I could knock out 50. Like it, it was, it was, I was very weak. So, um, I, I said to myself, I've lost some friends. I had some friends that passed away and some of my friends' kids passed away. And, and there's, there's been a lot of, lot of, um, some tough, tough times, but here again, I wouldn't put on this planet to, to complain. I wouldn't put on this planet. My calling I feel is to uplift and plant good seeds and good soil. And when I do go through maybe a trial or tribulation for myself to become the best version of myself, to get really focused, really disciplined and 
my mindset now is to be in the same at 65 years old. I want to be in the same shape I was at 55 to be able to do those things I did at 55 and 50 and 40. And if I don't address these items in a positive manner, I'm going to age, I'll be weak, and I'm not going to be able to be as helpful as a father, a grandfather, or even a friend. I want to be able to do beach cleanups. I want to be able to, to, to help in the church. I want to be able to help my neighbors that put up storm shutters when a hurricane comes, pull over the side of the road, change the tire, do all those things. I don't want to be a person that sets to the side, I can't do it because I have an issue health-wise. You know, I want to park on the furthest out parking space and walk because I need to walk. And for a while, when I was going through these things, when I was in a cast, when I had the, the problems with the vision, you would have a handicap. And as soon as I could get rid of that, I did. And people would say, well, you could still, I said, no, I said, I'm going to give that to someone that really needs it. I don't need it. I need to get off my bottom. I need to push myself and I need to, to eat good exercise, get to bed early. Um, 10 o'clock I'm in bed now, no late night news, no scanning social media at night. Um, and that way I can get up early if I want, and I can start knocking things out get the task list going, get outside, see the neighbors. Whenever I get a chance, you see a police officer in a parking lot, I'll walk over and just thank them for what they do or a firefighter, or even just being gracious to people that you don't know, showing a little kindness, a little bit of love. And it just sets the tone for your day. It's such a mindset that I feel right now so much better that I did a year ago, so much better. And I think the mindset is a big thing. And the thing that I want to do is to be able to deliver quality to others while I'm here on this planet. And when I can't, and when I'm a detriment to others, I need to change myself so that I will continue a legacy of, of being gratitude, gracious, and humble. An applause, an applause, everybody. That if I had like a keyboard that I could do effects, I would do the little applause. <laughs> that was so good. And um, I think if later on, while you like, finish this podcast like rewind and then re-listen to that whole thing because that was so good and there were so many golden nuggets in that and um I think even thinking back to last year and like now like you are healthier and you even look younger now than you did a year ago and like you have taken your health very seriously and even for someone your age like you've already looked really really good in my friends and people have met you say oh my gosh like you're your age because you don't act like it you don't look like it you don't you know I feel like people hit a certain age and then kind of get comfortable and not everybody, but a lot of people do. And I feel like you've never let that stop you, but I feel like all of the things that kind of hit you, you were like, I can do something about it or I can wallow in it. And you did something about it. You actually like did the work, you are doing the work and you 
literally feel better. Like you don't only look better, but you feel better. You feel stronger. You are stronger. And I think like everything you said, it was, it all goes down to your mindset. And that's why there's people that could be in the same exact situation. And the one thing that makes them different is their mindset. Yeah. I hope I never have a victim mentality because it will who wants to be around someone that has a victim mentality? I want to have a mindset of bring it on because every time I mess up, I learn. Learning true learning is not reading a book. You can, you can learn to a point, but learning through life is true learning. So I'm not afraid to make a mistake. I'm afraid not to do something because I'm afraid to make a mistake. In life, y'all, don't be afraid to make a mistake because it's going to keep you from growing in life. The key is don't know better than make a mistake knowing you're making a mistake. That's harmful to others and yourself. But if your heart and your passion's in the right place, and you don't do something right, that's okay. You learn, you move on, and you don't focus on the past. You focus on the opportunities. So then you're never afraid to make a decision because either you're making the right decision or maybe you make the wrong decision, but then you turn it around, you learn from it, take ownership on your decision-making. People respect when you make a mistake, put your hand up. Hey, it's on me. I've learned from it. I'm moving on. It's an applause round two. It's an applause round two. We're sitting on my couch and we have to pass the microphone because this computer does not allow me to have two at the same time. So there might be that little pause, but yeah, that's so true. And I think honestly, like my biggest things that I've like learned in my life have been like from my own mistakes that I've made. And I try to learn from other people's mistakes. So I don't have to make them on my own. But I do think that all of us in life are bound to like learn things from our own mistakes or our own flaws or things that maybe we got advice on, but we just didn't listen to it and we fell and we had to like get back up and like not do that again to like fall into that cycle. But I can look back at my life and I can mentor younger girls and I can like coach people in like things that I've struggled with mistakes that I've made and I've had friends that have told me this recently which is really funny but they're like wow Megan you approach conversations so intentionally and you're so composed and like if I were you in your situation I would have just exploded on that person and you're and I'm like you don't even know the kind of person I was years ago because that is not the same Megan that I am today okay I think I've had just a few situations or circumstances that I wasn't the calm composed Megan I wasn't the one that thought through things and had a calm spirit when it came to like things like no y'all like I messed up really bad in certain situations that like Loki like traumatized me like I never want to be like that again I never want to um, not lash out because I'm not somebody to lash out either, but just kind of like not 
put thought into what I say and what I do and like you know choosing my battles wisely like and is it even worth it to go into that conversation is it even worth it to bring that up and it's really funny because I've had friends recently like you know just tell me you know Megs like you're just like you're so calm like I wouldn't be how calm you are in the situation or like how thoughtful you are and going into it and being so intentional I was like yes because I wasn't always like that like I learned to be like that because I wasn't always like that and I think that's something important for people to learn and know and understand is like you may see somebody and you're like man I wish I was like that or I wish I was just as whatever it is composed as them or so calm or so you know understanding or fill in the blank but maybe you don't know that's something that maybe that person struggled with for so long in the past and they actually had to learn to not be like that and I feel like I've heard so many stories of people that used to be maybe like a super mean person and now they're like the nicest person you'll meet and they'll admit like, yeah, I was a very mean person growing up in middle school and high school. And I realized like, I didn't want to be like that anymore. Like I realized I did want to be a loving and kind person and different things like that. So don't auto- don't automatically think that people are just born like that. I think there are situations where you kind of have to learn through it and grow through it. And I feel like a lot of the things that I embody now and kind of the person I am today is because I wasn't always like that. And I had to learn through hard conversations and I had to, you know, look back at moments and be like, man, I don't really like how I reacted. I I, I reacted and I didn't even respond and I, I don't like that. And so I had to like reevaluate certain situations and realize like, I don't want to make that mistake again. And I don't want that situation to happen again. Even if a certain situation happened, you know, in a similar case, I now can choose how I want to respond and I don't have to react and I can actually pause and think before I say something and ask myself, will I regret this five minutes from now, five hours from now, five days from now, five years from now? Probably. Okay. Then let me keep my mouth shut. (laughs) Like you do not always have to say what you think. And I think that is like a whole golden nugget that somebody needs to hear right now is that just because you have a thought doesn't mean you need to say it out loud. Sometimes I don't know. There's like this funny thing I saw online and it was like, just kind of like not every bad thought you have to say or whatever. It was so much better than what I just said, but y'all get the point. And so, (laughs) so yeah, I think that's something important too. And like also my dad, it's not like he was always like, he wasn't just born disciplined. Like that's something his parents taught him. That's something that he was taught at a very young age. So yes, my dad is super disciplined, but that's also because my grandparents were disciplined, disciplined, (laughs) disciplining my dad from a very young age. And so now all those habits that he's um, worked on for over the years, for decades now kind of comes more naturally to him. And that's something that he's like passed on to our family. Yes, it's a blessing. Um, it was interesting. My uh, brother-in-law, um, my sister and my brother and I were all brought up. We're very close in age. And we're talking uh, with Gary and Gary is like, if your parents brought, raised, raised you today like that, they'd be arrested. And I, and I, and it, it was, he, and he didn't believe a lot of things that Bonnie said that we did. You know, we, we took a lot of responsibility early on and, uh, said so Gary, I Dave, did Bonnie really? I go, yeah. Then Bonnie go, Dave, tell him about, yeah. Yeah. I remember Pete and I, my brother, we, we went dive in our first dive trip out of the country. We were in uh, middle school and 
went dive into the Cayman Island and stayed at Sunset House near the Seven Mile Beach. And uh, we went with the ADA, Active Divers Association. They've been around for 50 years and they're still around. And my parents know Lenny and Lon Vontel. They were the, the coordinators of the trip. And uh, with our paper out money and our lawn job money, uh, Pete and I, we, we put ourselves on the, on the, the plane and, and uh, we, we spent uh, four days, three nights and uh, diving in the Cayman Islands. And um, that's kind of things my parents uh, did. And, and to do that, my parents said, you know, son, if you want to travel, you can travel. He says, you know, work hard, save the money and, and take the time and, and, and travel. And, uh, that comes with discipline. We didn't wait for an uncle or cousin or, or somebody to say, Hey Dave, we're taking you. Um, we did it, you know, Pete did it, Bonnie did it. I did it. So, they disciplined and gave us strong beliefs because they believed in us. And that's the big thing. When you believe in someone, they can have extremely self-driven discipline. They're not disciplined out of fear. They're disciplined because the world, their parents believe in them. So we were doing things that a lot of kids didn't do at a very young age between from buying properties out of the country to Bonnie and I buying a, a horse when we were uh, just like middle school and, and eventually a little plane. Um, these are just little nuggets that came from discipline, um, Discipline can be a wonderful tool. It's something that I'm using with myself because with the way I felt September 1st, weak, poor vision, um, I wasn't satisfied with the quality of life that I was about to give to the rest of my family. And I said, you know, I need to, I need to step up to the plate. I need to be discerning in my decision-making. I need to be dedicated to my family and I need to be disciplined to make the tough decisions. Don't feel like going to the gym. I go to the gym, cut the alcohol out, cut all fried foods out, cut processed breads, all those things. And today I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm actually, as we speak, I probably feel like I'm 10 years younger than I felt in September. And I mean that. I truly mean that. So a lot of it's, it's in life, it's mindset. And with the proper mindset, a mindset that works for you, because if it, if I don't have my health, which I didn't last year. How can I help others? Without your health, how can you travel with family, the wife, visit friends? How can you go on a mission trip? I had to not go on the mission trip this summer because 
at an operation because of my health. So it's so important if you want to help the world, you got to sometimes stop and help yourself and get yourself right mentally and physically so that you can help others, so you can give to others, give back to the Lord and give back to the earth, family and friends. Mike drop. How can you take care of others when you can't take care of yourself? So good. And that is, yeah, honestly, we could just leave it at that. That was so good. And um, I think that is a big thing. Like you have to understand and realize, like, if you don't have your health, what do you have and what can you do? I think there are people in unfortunate situations that lose their health. And because of that, they are they are so limited in what they can and what they can't do. And so while you do have your health, if that is something that you have, like keep going and thriving in that. And if it's something that you're struggling in, like there is light at the end of the tunnel. Like my dad was in a very hard situation for many months last year that me and my mom saw like front and center. And it was really tough to see, but to see him persevere and to endure, like it is something that's like, it, it, it can get better you know, you, but you do have to put in the effort. You do have to put in the work. I've seen my dad where he'll go to the gym twice a day now because he can, and he has the time, but also like, I mean, he could do other, he's retired. Like he could do whatever the heck he wants with his time, but he also makes the time to do it. And trust me, he doesn't always feel like going to the gym, but again, he doesn't wait to feel like doing something. He just does it because it's discipline. It's, it's dedication. And that's something I need to work on because I'm really fell working out and I just won't. So I got to get better at that. Um, dad, before we end the podcast today, I want to ask you, which the question that you probably already know, and you've probably answered many times on the podcast, but if you could tell something to your younger self, what would you say? This might be a follow-up on one of the other podcasts we did, but your inner instinct, your, your gut, when you have something that's just pouring into you, that will be the right decision for you. That little twitch, that little instinct, you know, never get swayed by friends, never get swayed on your decision making because you're trying to appease others. If something doesn't feel right, and I'm talking about important decisions, always, 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 always follow that instinct that God gave you. He's given that, 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 that power to you. Don't lose that power. Don't ignore it. It will make your life better. It will make things so that you don't regret. Because if you follow your instincts, there's very little regret. The things I regret the most in life is when I probably knew better and I let others sway maybe that decision. And to this day, I, I still go back and I think about certain financial decisions or certain, you know, investments or whatever. My, my instinct said one thing and, you know, you, you try to incorporate others and even some people that should be more knowledgeable because they get paid to help you um follow your gut instinct and uh that's that's real big in my heart 
with that, I'm handing the mic back to Megs. Y'all heard it. Follow your gut instinct. Well, Dad, thank you for joining me on the pod today. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. I know I did. I know I'm going to re-listen to this because there are so many golden nuggets. And we thank you guys for listening. We thank you guys for being part of this community. We love you all so much and have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye.